the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Genesis 8 and verse 22. Okay. Genesis 8 and verse 22, the Bible says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. How many of you remember last week we started talking about principles of kingdom advancement, right? I was talking to different people. Apparently one person wrote down five points I gave, another person wrote down six, another person wrote down seven. How many points did I give last week? The first one was what? Count the cost, right? Know the target and count the cost. What was the second one? Understand the principle of new wineskin. The third one? Understand the iceberg principle. The fourth one? Understand the principle of process. The fifth one? Understand the value of process. The sixth one? Understand that a lot of important things are boring when you're starting. So those are the six. Now, I thought it best after prayer that we continue on the part that says understand the value of process. I noticed, um, I was reading through a lot of commentaries after my sermon, and I noticed a lot of people were using the term uh, trust the process. Now, I didn't use that term, and there's a reason why. And so I thought we should understand a few things about processes. And you'll see where we're going as we continue. My aim is really to see believers who are dominating all mountains of influence. They're excellent in their service to God, excellent in their relationship with God, but also excellence in their service to man. And so the first point I would like to bring about is not all processes are of God. We need to understand that. Matthew 13, verse 24. Not all processes are of God. Let me just explain something that I experienced at some point. So the Bible says, another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. Uh Uh-huh. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. So it's interesting 
that good seed was sown, which started a good process to yield good crop. But at the same time, bad seed was sown, which started a process to yield bad crop. And unfortunately, tares don't need fertilizer to grow. Usually weeds just grow once you permit them to. I had a very interesting experience in the year 2020, what year are we in, 23? I had an interesting experience in the year 2021. Um, having observed the year, I noticed that it was, I was finding certain things harder than I would find them in other years. For a long time, I've always approached every year knowing every year is my year and to be better than the last. But there were certain key areas of progress, um, certain key performance indicators that were just not going in the trajectory that I expected them to. And even when they were, it took a lot of effort. Have you ever had those moments where you know, like, just to get this took a lot more effort than, than it normally does? But then I had accepted it as normal. I accepted it as normal. And then one day, I wake up to a dream. And in that dream, there's like this snake coiled around my leg. And there was this man of God who was with me. And he says, can't you see that you're fighting witchcraft? And he says, deal with it. So I get up and I thought about it and I made a fast prayer. Come on. I have the I have authority. I declare it is dealt with. And I moved on with my life. Things still didn't change. And then one day I'm seated. And I find myself writing something, God deal with it. And I put a lot of scriptures and I, I thought maybe it's a sermon God wanted me to preach. And then I'm at the office and my wife calls and says, I need to talk to you right now. I'm like, what's going on? And she says, I just woke up from a dream. And in that dream, you were praying for a certain lady. And as you were praying for her, there was a snake that was around. And... I told you, Apostle, deal with the snake, but you were too busy praying for, the, for that lady. And so the snake was going about and was going to bite whoever it was going to bite. I think my details are hazy. And then I think the dream ended with me saying, I'll deal with it. So in the dream, I didn't deal with it. I knew what it meant. The moment she told me, you know, has someone ever told you something and you, you know what it means? You know what it meant? Uh, the lady that I was praying for was actually symbolic of the church. I was so busy with ministry that I didn't realize that there was something spiritual that I needed to deal with, which if I never dealt with it, it would have still affected me in the, term, in the context of ministry. I put everything aside and went on a fast. And I themed my fast, deal with it. And if you check the podcast, there's actually a sermon I preached on a Wednesday entitled deal with it. It wasn't you I was preaching to. <laughs> we were just bouncing ideas off each other. The results that I saw were very interesting. What I'm trying to say is in, in, in as much as you want to trust the process, you must also have the discernment to know 
if you are undergoing a process from God or you are in a loop because an enemy is trying to hinder you. Do you remember the Apostle Paul saying, we tried to come to you, but Satan hindered us. Praise God. The other reason I'm saying not all processes of God, some, some of them are initiated by man due to bad decisions. So before you trust the process, understand the source of it. Let's go. Let's have our second point. And this will influence a lot of what we're going to be doing during this period. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. The Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. My first encounter with this scripture was maybe I think some years ago. Whenever somebody wanted to encourage you when something has gone wrong, they would send you a message. Look, just sit, wait on God, for he knows the thoughts that he has over you. And I was comfortable with that. And then I read how this scripture actually starts. And I realized that this scripture was not actually a call to sit and wait. It's actually a call to be practical. Let me show you. What happened is this. They, were sup they, they believed that it was time for them to be freed from Babylon. And so some of them became lazy because they were now waiting on God to free them from that place. And then God tells them, oh, don't believe what these guys are telling you. You guys are still here for some time because you need to fulfill the number of years that you're supposed to be there. And then he begins to give them a few instructions of certain things that they needed to do. And let me show you the things that they were taught to do. Just go a few verses back. Give me verse 4. For thus saith the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you, cause you and cause you to return to this place. So meaning there's a process that's supposed to take place and it will take 70 years. So in the meantime, what should you do? Sit and wait and, and trust it, right? No. Let's look. So he says, uh, give me verse 5. Build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruits. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters that you may be increased there and not diminished. Why are people, why, why are they men's? Ah. <laughs> and it says, and seek the peace of the city where I've caused you to be carried away. They were captive in this case, captive. And pray to the Lord for it, for in its peace you will have peace. I'm going somewhere, verse 8. For that says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, and he starts saying, them, don't let the diviners and the prophets, uh, what the diviners and the prophets were doing is that they were giving them words that were making them lazy. Because they were just going to sit and wait for the Lord to come and lift them out of that. And yet, when God gives the word through the prophet Jeremiah, it calls them to proactiveness. Many are the times when, let's say, uh, you've got a sensing in your heart that there's something God wants to do for you and probably it's in the next five years. The question is, between now and that five-year period, if you're lazy, you will not see it. 
the processes of God will never call you to a period of laziness. They will always call you to be active. And that's the second point. Understanding that the processes of God call you to a place of practicality. When you keep going, verse 9, let's just keep going, so it reaches verse 11. For they prophesy to you falsely in my name. Remember what I was sharing about them. Verse 10. For that says the Lord, after 70 years are completed in Babylon, I'll, perf- I'll visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. Why? For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So he knows the plans, he knows the process, so he's telling you be active, be practical. Be practical about it. Let me just give you a personal example. Um, I started having a lot of dreams and visions about ministry from a very young age. And can I tell you how I thought ministry would go? I thought I would wake up one day and I'm at this crusade. I forgot, I didn't know that you actually have to pay for the ground, you pay for the stage. <laughs> I, did, I thought praise teams fall from heaven. <laughs> I don't know if you're getting my point. I didn't know you would actually have to work it out. And then the time when I was about to complete my studies, my undergrad studies at the University of Zambia, uh, I remember I was invited uh, to the home of this wonderful woman, she's late now, and she invited me and a couple of others, and what she said was, and she's a very prophetic woman, so she invites us home and she says she just wanted to give us a treat because, you know, we're young men of God who are working hard. She cooked. It was the first time I was eating truffle. Nigeria truffle. <laughs> yeah. She cooked. It wasn't funny. Okay? And um, afterwards, she said, allow me, your humble servant, to just share with you what God is saying. That to finish us. <laughs> and then she began to tell me how God is saying he's just waiting for you to be done with university. Then he will start using you. You know the way God used me when I was in university. And God's like, you've not seen anything yet. He's about to start using you. And so my idea of ministry in that moment was, um, I didn't know I would pastor a church, by the way. I thought I would be a professional guest speaker. <laughs> this week there, the other week there, the other week there. Right now, for someone to get me to move from here. Ha! <laughs> if you had to check, the, my, my wife is a witness, the number of invites I receive. It's very difficult. Now, what then ended up happening is, the moment I was done with my exams, I had a dream. And in my dream, I was... And by the way, just before I wrote my final exams, I was invited to minister in South Africa. So the trajectory seemed to be going a certain direction, right? And then I have a dream, and in my dream, I'm preaching at Onza. Now, I was at Onza already, and I'm preaching to this small group of people at Onza. And so I woke up thinking it meant I failed my exams. And I'm going to repeat at Onza, and so I'll still be the chairperson even though I already handed over. That's what I thought it meant. Lo and behold, just when I was done with exams, when I tell you my emails and my invites became dry, as in, 
I would be turning down invitations saying, guys, let me just finish school. Let me just finish. No, I've got, I've got, I've got school. I've got school. I've got school. Just when I was done, guys, it, it became so dry that I almost started inviting myself. <laughs> and before I knew it, I found myself with like four to 12 people in the living room. And that was God's idea of my promotion. That was his idea of my promotion. It wasn't my thought about it. And so you know what we did with the ministry? We became practical. We started doing it and doing it and doing it. And we're still being practical. So my point is, if you're just going to sit down and do nothing, you will not position yourself rightly for the increase that God wants to bring. I, I hope somebody is following me. One reason why I started a consultancy business is because I had a dream about it. God told me that I should go in that direction. That was him. Masters was my choice. Because I figured I might as well make myself more marketable by doing ABCD. The PhD I'm doing currently, I didn't need to hear God to say, go start a PhD. He already told, he gave me a time period by which I have to be marketable to a certain level. So I had to make certain decisions in line with how he told me I should be. So that by the time he's reaching here, even you are reaching here. I don't know if you're hearing me. So ladies and gentlemen, as you are trusting the process, are you being practical? I'm giving you 30 seconds to talk to your neighbor about one area in which you're being practical. Let me tell you a few, something that interesting that I've just remembered. Um, the first the first secretary I got in the office uh, Toko it was you right? Was it Toko? Yeah it was Toko she would come from Lilanda I think okay I've been to their place it's far as in <laughs> I was asking, we're still going? Yeah, we're still going. We're still going. We're still going. <laughs> and then after, when I reached the door, I said, singing, <laughs> Now she was doing it voluntarily, right? And eventually her line of work ended up being in that field. The second person, if I'm not mistaken, should have been scholar. And she was also doing it voluntarily. And when scholar was being called for her job, the interesting thing is that they didn't call her, they called me. It's me they called, and they told me, um, we're asking for Scholastica's number, we've got a job for her. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. <laughs> Now, what am I trying to say? Um, if you're in a process where maybe there are certain job opportunities you're waiting for, volunteer somewhere. Gain the necessary skills through volunteering. And sometimes volunteering, all it can get you is a network, or it can get you a phone number, 
or it can get you somebody who remembers you and it, it might even help you 10 years from now but try to volunteer don't sit doing nothing the bible says he who does not work should not eat it doesn't say he who does not have a job should not eat it says he who does not work should not eat so always find a way to be working find a way to be doing something are you hearing me are you hearing me and you know what i've um you guys have noticed with COO, we've got quite a number of people who are doing big things in different fields, right? Now, having had the privilege to talk to most of them privately, these guys push. I'm taking some of these kids push. These, don't mind me using the way, I, 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 as in these guys push. Some of these guys taught themselves how to write proposal letters. They taught themselves how to write business proposals. They taught them, as in they push. They've written to organizations you've never heard of. The same UNs you see on TV. They write to them saying, consider me. These guys push. It's not funny. And they do a lot of voluntary work. Don't be shocked the day they get a big pay for something. They push. I hope you're hearing me. They push. There's a woman I once went to pray for. I went to talk to her, and she was not um, very fluent in English. And she explained to me how, with education, she didn't go far. So she started selling shoes in a uh, city market, it should be. And she had gotten highly affected the time when the shops were burnt. Now, when I went to see her, do you know why I went to see her? Among other things, she wanted me to pray for the house that she had been building. I'm thinking, and then a few years later, I went to a house again. And guess what I found? This time, they were, they were bringing something else. They were putting a boho. They were changing the chandeliers. I'm like, how on earth from shoes? Because she didn't sit down feeling pity for herself. She started pushing and pushing and pushing. Tell your neighbor, push. After you've had your five-hour prayer session, whichever it is, from zero to to whichever time you finish praying. Open the door, go push. And sometimes you may not even need to go outside. That same mobile phone of yours, that laptop of yours, can land you a lot of opportunities. Push, put your name out there. There are a lot of amazing things God wants to do in the lives of his people. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're in a process, push. Like, don't be found doing nothing. All the people Jesus called, he found them doing something. Sometimes that's, that's a mark. Notice this. Now, this one is an observation. For those who believe they are called in full-time ministry, I want, I'm giving you an opportunity to just make this study. Try to observe those who went into ministry um, because everything failed. And observe those who went into ministry. They were doing something. And God told them, no, your, your, your path is this one. Try to observe the difference. I remember when I was about to collect my grade 12 results, I was with a friend of mine, and the friend was telling me, no, I'm also going to collect my grade 12 results. I've told God that if I fail, then, then, then I know he's just calling me into ministry. God doesn't call like that. How is it a sacrifice if there's really nothing going on? Then you're sacrificing what? 
The person passed by the grace of God. Uh, they're not really doing ministry. Like God should not be a fo- ministry is not a fallback plan. Okay. Let's give you the next one and we'll, and we'll see how we can finish. Is somebody learning something? Am I pushing you? Am I challenging you? Don't do nothing. Never be at a place where you sit and do nothing. Never do that. Somebody may be saying, Pastor, okay, for me, I'm in a position where uh, I've been brought maybe from somewhere else. I'm currently being kept so I can take care of the house and the baby um, as I'm waiting for them to do something for me so I'm not able to go in the field. The excellence with which you should take care of that baby and the house, it should feel like a hotel. Do you know that sometimes, no, let me tell you something. Do you know that there are people who've gotten opportunities just by the way they excellently, someone's like, okay, there's no way somebody can be treating my child like this and I don't do something for them. The, never do it with attitude. The excellence with which you must do it with. If things ever go sour, it should never be because you didn't do your part. Be excellent in the way you do things. Sometimes you may be wondering how come um, I'm being blocked from coming to church and the like. What if it's because you just never sweep the house? You're always saying you're at rehearsal or you're in a Zoom meeting. And because of that, it's never your, when it's your day to cook, you never cook because you're in church Zoom meetings. You guys want your parents to dislike me. <laughs> That's the day you should prepare the most excellent meal. They shouldn't be saying you should be in Zoom meetings all the time. There's something that happens to, the, to my recipes. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> okay. Number three, I want you to hear this and hear me well. This is where um, what we're going to be doing here is coming in. It's really our major point for the day. There are certain processes that you can initiate deliberately by building certain habits and customs and eliminating others. Remember in Luke 2, we read about Jesus being in the temple, right? Look at Luke 4. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. So for Jesus, going to the synagogue became a custom. But there came a day where it manifested into destiny. When I'm talking about customs, principles, and all those things, these are things that you shouldn't have to hear God to do. Let me tell you something that alarms me sometimes as a pastor. Like somebody is saying, you know, I didn't even want to give offering. But God spoke to me through my left ear. You needed God to speak to you about that. When will he speak to you about the deeper things? If those are still some childish... uh, Like, you know, if it just wasn't for God stopping me, I was going to beat up that person. What happens the day you don't hear him? You have to cultivate it as your fruit. Don't be like one of the... (laughs) You know, when I was growing up, there was a helper we had. eh? And then one day she got into an argument with the garden boy. Ah, that day I was shocked. Because she she was always singing worship songs in the living room. 
And then she just turned, you know what? But Chilamo, and this was her exact expression. She said, O Christo, beside. <laughs> I said, hey. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is there are certain things that must become so much a part of you that you shouldn't have to think twice. You shouldn't have to be in a special emotional moment. You shouldn't have to be in a special spiritual moment before doing them because they've just become so natural for you. We're doing a 21-day challenge as a church. And as you can see, the first day is 13th February, and let me just mention that 14th February is included. <laughs> Allow me just to mention that 14th February is part of the days. You're not getting a break on that day. Now, it is believed by some that if you can do something consistently for 21 days, it can become a habit. It becomes natural. And if you are to ask me, sometimes the best times to build certain things is when you are busy. Not really when you are free. Because when you lose that freedom, you lose that. You, lo you lose that. So the first thing that we are requiring everyone to do, I'm just explaining it. But if you don't understand the explanations, it will be explained further in your cell groups. Number one, everyone is to read a minimum of one chapter of the Bible per day. Now, you may have a culture like mine. Like for me, I don't usually read every day. I can read in bulk, and then I think about it for the next few days. But for the sake of developing the habit, everyone is to read a chapter per day. You know, not that, no, I'll just choose the shortest chapters in the Bible. <laughs> Huh? One of the days, challenge yourself. So everyone is to read a chapter of the Bible per day in this 21 days. Um, how many of you are currently on a Bible study plan where there's something you're reading? There's a book you're reading? What book are you reading? John? What book? Joshua? Psalms. Like I said, it is a... <laughs> Ecclesiastes. Tell and why. <laughs> no, it's a good book. <laughs> Who else? What are you reading? Yeah? Ezekiel. Eee. I've been reading Ezekiel. Oh my God. <laughs> Guys, it's been tough. Part, yeah, what book are you reading? Matthew. Wonderful. Okay. Each person, and you have to be deliberate about this. If you're going to do the random thing, it's just not going to work. If you don't have the book of the Bible you're reading right now, make a choice. I, will, I can suggest Matthew, or Mark, or Luke, or John, Acts, or Romans. First and Second Corinthians, or Galatians, Ephesians, or Philippians, or Colossians, or First Thessalonians, or Second Thessalonians. Okay. Have you chosen? I'm very serious about this. Check with your neighbor what book they'll be reading.
What book? By the way, if you are reading a book currently, you can continue with it. And I'm not talking about reading a book. I'm not talking about reading I will be their God or the faithful man. I'm talking about reading a Bible chapter. What book? John? Matthew. John. By the way, you are free to change your mind as long as by tomorrow you start. Number two. Everyone is to deliberately pray for a minimum of 30 minutes. Now, when I'm talking about praying, I'm not talking about singing. I'm not talking about watching the sermon. I'm not talking about going to like play another person praying, then you're just shouting amen. I'm talking about where you fire prayer. I don't know if you're hearing me. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about where you're talking to God. If you've got nothing to talk about, talk about the fact that you've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> now, someone would say, Pastor, praying with a timer, it's okay. For now, it's okay. Even if your prayer is not the best prayer in the world, everyone is to pray. And I would advise you take advantage and pray in the Holy Ghost. Now, sometimes you may have a busier day than others. Maybe you only have 10 minutes free at 8. Calculate, clock. Another 10 minutes free at 12.30. Calculate. Another 10 minutes free at 18.30. Do that. As long as you fulfill it. Okay? Are you following? And then on each day, you rate yourself out of 10. If you know that you didn't finish the Bible chapter, you just read 70% of it, don't lie to yourself. Just write 7 out of 10. If you know that you didn't really pray, you said, let me pray now. And you slept. Just write. No, listen. If you want to grow, you have to be honest with yourself. When I was in my 12th grade, with two months, two or three months to go before the exams, I had a very bad grade in maths. I had... I don't remember, I don't know what the score is, but I had 48% in maths. Yeah, I had 48. And I was struggling to understand why, because it's not like there was anything I wasn't understanding. So I took time to pray, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, the problem with you is that you are too fast. And it was true. I was too fast. For me, when exams started, it was a competition. Who finished first? <laughs> like somebody walks out before me, they hurt. Like, what are they, who do they think they are? What's what I've done? <laughs> so that's the way it was for me. And then he, I remember he said, get those, uh, I was thinking process or whatever, where the exams, start doing them, and at the end, mark yourself. Now, when I said marking myself, I would feel pity for myself. Like, where I left out a negative sign, I would put it, and I heard him say, no, mark yourself fairly. You will not grow. And for sure, I got a one. So what I'm saying is, when it comes to the process, be very honest with yourself. If you know you didn't fully do it right, don't give yourself excuses. The third one is friendship. The Bible says it is not good for man to be alone. It's not just talking about marriage. Man has just not been designed to be alone. The Bible says two are better than one for they have a greater reward for their labor. And then it says 
war to the person who's alone in the day of trouble. So something people need to also learn to invest in is friendship. So I'm not giving a time or anything like that, but on each and every day, you must find a way to invest in a friendship. Send a message. Call a family and a friendship day mean it can be a relative. It can be, it can be your mom who you've left on the copper belt, but you never call her to say hi. No, I'm very... I'm not joking about this. Your social capital is very important. Each person on each day, you make time to invest in your friendships. So you're going to make a phone call. You're going to send a text. You're going to... I'm, I'm not saying send them a flyer. I'm li I literally mean like, hi, how are you? How is it going? How is life? And you also share about how life is. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm very serious about this. You have to invest in your friendship. So every day, each person is going to invest in their friendships. Why do you guys look sad about that? You don't have friends. How many of you are struggling in the area of friendship? Lift your hands if you are struggling in the area of friendship. I'm, I'm very... But you guys are all next to each other, the four of you. You're next to each other and you're struggling in the area of friendship. So you be that one's friend, you be that one's friend. Ah, it's really serious. Philippa, won't you just fly to Ndola? <laughs> okay, let's, let's wrap this up so that we close the service. The fourth one, for those who are members of this church, is COL. On each and every day, you're going to invest in knowing something about the vision. So we'll be posting something every day in the group. You read it. Are we serious? Are we clear? The fifth is learning. Let me just, I just need to clarify this one. Learning. The fifth is learning. Hear me and hear me well. If you're in school, this, this suits you well because for a minimum of 30 minutes, we're expecting each person to learn. So whether it means studying watching a YouTube tutorial, or you can be as vast as possible. Maybe you've got interest in doing nails. Go watch some tutorial about doing nails or something like that. But for 30 minutes per day, each person must invest in learning something. Read a book about leadership, uh, how to talk to people, whatever it is, learning. Are we clear on that one? The next one is exercising. Each one is to invest in exercising for 15 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me well. There are certain things about, as much as you are praying about it, there are also certain things about your health and the way your body feels that are determined by some of your choices. Some of your choices of what you eat and what you don't eat. Some of your choices of whether you exercise or don't exercise. Some of you straight from the office into the car. They even carry you into the car. Because... <laughs> Because it's flooded. From the car, you drive straight to the office. And your chair is there. And you go straight there. Lunch, you order from Afri Delivery. I, I don't know if you're hearing me. Like, everything is on your phone. You never exercise. And just because maybe you're slender, doesn't mean you're fit. So, each person... 
everyone is to exercise for at least 15 minutes. And we're not counting cooking as an exercise. Walking is an exercise. Okay, rescreen will post what exercises are. Let's finish them. We've got three more. Each one is to find a way to relax for 30 minutes. Some people relax the whole day. <laughs> Waking is not relaxing. Okay? Do you want to smile at Making a timetable for the cell ministry is not our counting as relaxing. Do something, play FIFA, run, jog, whatever. Some of these things might be combined, but each person is to relax. You'll see when we're done why this is important. Some of you, the reason why you're not hearing God is because you're never relaxed. Always stressed. Each one is to worship for 15 minutes. Each one is to find a day to share the word of God with someone. No, actually, to share the word of God with someone every day. A scripture and encouragement, not a flyer. A scripture and encouragement. Not a link. A scripture and encouragement. And finally, everyone is to have a moment of the day where they sit, close their eyes, and visualize. How many of you do that already? The hands are too few. Do you guys know what I mean by visualizing? You sit, you close, you focus, you think, you visualize, you assess where you're at, where you're going, you assess some of the things you need to do to get there. At first, it may be hard. You may be seeing to my monkeys in your head. Don't worry about that. <laughs> sit, visualize. And we're doing that for 21 days. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for those who do not know, this year we're in the year of doctrine and life. So I'm not just interested in you having left here, having shouted hallelujah. I really want us to be very practical. And I'm very serious about this. I would advise that you pick accountability partners. People that will be, you'll be checking on each other with regards to these things and whether you're doing them. Find some gentlemen, that's their chance. <laughs> Find someone slides in the DM, hi. I was just thinking I can be your accountability partner. <laughs> I studied accounts. <laughs> okay. So accountability partners, that's very important. Yeah. How many of you are excited to do doctrine and life? How many are excited about the 21-day challenge? If you want to vlog about it, there's only one challenge with vlogging about things. You know the challenge? The whole world becomes your accountability partner. <laughs> Is there anyone who's listening to me today who needs to make their life right with God and they would like to give their lives to the Lord Jesus? Some of you may have even started out in the church, but perhaps you lost your way. And today is that day of return. So for some it may be rededication. For some this is the day you give your life to the Lord. I want to give you a few uh, 
minutes so we can do that so if you're in that category don't be shy I want you to raise your hand and raise it high lovely Jesus Christ lift your hands please I want you to say after me say Lord Jesus I believe you are the son of God I confess you as my Lord and I choose to walk with you I'm born again I'm a child of God amen let's pray now father in Jesus name I pray for your people that Lord if there is anyone who's been stuck in a process that is not of you this is my prayer over them that that which my father in heaven has not planted let it be uprooted in Jesus name anyone who's been in a loop that perhaps has even been caused by their own bad choices I ask that you show them mercy and forgive them and I pray that your helping hand pulls them out of it anyone who's suffering the effects of witchcraft of demonic incantations of anything of the evil one that has been sent in their direction to delay them to destroy them to minimize their impact I stand as a servant of God and I rebuke those works in Jesus name that foul spirit of death that seeks to kill steal and destroy vision to destroy health to destroy zeal in Jesus name I destroy it and I declare you're loosed from it now I pray over you that your life gains momentum this is my prayer over you that from this period God gives you that grace to build the right habits that in the name of Jesus this that this journey that you have set your mind on to develop yourself into that into that that man who is perfect to develop yourself into that practical person I pray that this journey experiences grace I pray in the name of Jesus in Jesus name that the Spirit of God fills you and you gain momentum your life gains momentum your life gains momentum now I speak over you and I speak speed in Jesus name in the name of Jesus your growth knows no bounds of your increase there are no bounds in the name of Jesus Facebook at the 
community of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.